Good evening. And as always, it's great to be back with you after the weekend. And uh, sorry that I was not able to do Friday's devotion, but it's great to be back with you as we are in the home stretch toward Christmas. And uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, three questions about why was Jesus's birth so simple? Why wasn't royal? Why do Anna and Simeon challenge us? And why do we celebrate Christmas on the 25th? And so talking about this, <clears throat> when we think about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus being born, most of us would think that he deserved a palace birth. He deserved a birth that called attention to who he was and what he represented. But yet he came born in just a normal situation, but yet not even normal, even more humble than usual in a stable, in a cave, somewhere that none of us would choose to give birth. Our Lord was born. We see very clearly in this passage of scripture when we read about Matthew chapter 5, about why he came, and Luke chapter 2, about when he came, that Jesus came to make a shocking statement, David Jeremiah says, that true greatness is not found in ruling, but in serving. He built his kingdom not with power, but with love. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, the Bible says, God blesses those who are humble. For they will inherit the earth. And so when we think about Jesus' birth, the world would have laughed and said, that's not a royal birth. And when we think about Jesus' death and all that went on in this day and age when a ruler died, when a king died, the mourning and the remembrance and the honoring for days and days and days, the Roman soldiers, as David Jeremiah pointed out, laughed at the idea that the king of kings, the king of the Jews, could die by the cross. Yet, that was the point, that the greatest king of all was the one who was capable and willing to stoop to the lowest level of humiliation and yet lift each and every one of us who believe up with him. And so when we think about this, Jesus's birth, his life, his death, it was all about humility. It was all about showing us that the things that we value, that we things that we put our worth in aren't what matters. It's what matters is him and worshiping him. Another part of the Christmas story is Anna and Simeon two people who had spent their whole life waiting to see the Messiah. And we know after Jesus had been born and his mother had taken the time that was required of the law, they went to the temple to worship. And Simeon sees Jesus and he praises God for what he had seen. And listen to what he says in Luke chapter 2. He is the light to reveal God to the nation, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. 
He was sent to save and to seek and to redeem. And Simeon says, I have been patient. I have persevered. I have waited all these years and I have finally seen the promise. Anna, who was a prophetess and who had been at the temple continuously, she didn't go away. She dwelt there for years, also had seen Jesus and celebrated the fact that even though she was old, even though she had lived her life, that she could die knowing that God was faithful. And when we read about Simeon and Anna, I think it can cause us to be a little bit anxious because most of us don't like to wait. Most of us don't like to be patient. And especially when it is something that we really want. Maybe we're waiting on test results from a doctor. Uh, maybe we're waiting from test results for a job interview or a class at school. And so that time of patience, that time of waiting, Maybe you're in a difficult situation in a marriage or a relationship and you're praying, God, we just need to see you move. And God says, wait. God says, wait. And how many times have you and I, myself including in that, been unfaithful while we wait? We just didn't have the patience. We said, God, I'll fight this battle on my own. God, I can accomplish this task on my own. God, I can climb this mountain by myself, and we end up failing. And so tonight, I hope that you will be patient as you wait. The third and final thing today I want to look at is, why do we celebrate the birth of Jesus on December the 25th? Well, when the church first started, they didn't celebrate the birth of Jesus very much. Uh, they weren't a culture that celebrated birthdays. Uh, but as the years passed and as Christianity became established throughout the Roman Empire, uh, most AD, early AD scholars, as in after death, um, began to look at this as the time to celebrate. Now, we don't know exactly what day Jesus was born. We don't know exactly uh, what day he was conceived, like some scholars say, but what we do know is that Christmas is a time to focus on Jesus. It's a time to focus on the fact that God loves us, that God died for us, that God thought it was better to give than to receive. And so as we celebrate Christmas on December 25th, uh, we celebrate it knowing that it, this day is just like any other day if not for Jesus. And with Jesus, every day is different than it could have been. It is something special. It is an opportunity to use that day for the glory of God. And so while we celebrate, I hope that you will not just view Christmas as that one day a year you go to church, that one day a year you try to be nice to people, that one day a year you try to go out of your way to help someone. No, but the reason for the season is Jesus. And Jesus deserves to be worshiped, praised, and honored all year long. And so tomorrow night we'll be looking <clears throat> at why did Jesus come? Uh, we'll be looking at why must Jesus come again? And then finally, 
why do I need to believe in Jesus? And so if you're not aware of this little book, Why the Nativity, uh, you can actually watch the video, the movie of this on davidjeremiah.org. And it's a wonderful video that is this questions these stories and will help you really focus in on the Christmas meaning and the person that we worship at Christmas. And so as always, God bless you. And I pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful week in the Lord.